everyone. Welcome to this franchise radio show. It's Brian again. Del delighted to be with you. Today I've got an expert I've been trying to nail for a little while because he has something rather special to share with us today. This uh, Today's um, podcast is called Reputation Marketing with Google Reveals, Reviews. And the person I've got to introduce you to, I think you'll be enthralled with what he has to say because he's, he's an extraordinary individual, is Carl Fuentes. Now, Carl... Um, is a customer experience expert and an international award-winning author. He's got a fascinating background, the Telstra Business Award finalist, winner of the My Business Awards 2020 for the best customer experience. These things are not easily earned, believe me. And he's got an uncanny eye for quality and uniqueness, as indeed anyone who is the owner of a of Xenex Diamonds <laughs> should indeed be able to qualify for. He, he's a 46-year-old second-generation family businessman and his skill lies not just in making unique jewellery but also in crafting phenomenal experience with clients. Um, his clients, uh, I, I re read, uh, are left feeling like they've just been part of something truly special which has seen Zenlock Diamonds generate over 902 five-star Google reviews. Get that. So that's the journey we're on today. So in, in 2020, Carl launched a program sharing all of the Xenox business secrets and showing business owners how to craft remarkable client experiences that turn great testimonials into Google reviews, reviews that drive leads and sales in their business 24-7. So, and that's without investing any money in ads. So invest a bit of time today with Carl and you'll get a great return on investment. So Carl, welcome to you. Lovely to have you on board today. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Brian. It's great to be here and great work on getting the last name pronunciation. It's not an easy one for an Australian. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. We all make mistakes. <laughs> so um, anything you'd like to add to that little summary of your background? Right, mate, I think you, you nailed it. And uh, I'm just excited to be here and, and kind of talking about uh, this whole concept of reputation marketing with Google reviews and the ultimate like massive impact it's had on my business. And I guess my mission to go out there and help other driven business owners really build their reputation online with Google. Uh, it's like the old saying, you know, you are who Google says you are and how we're showing up and all the data and the research today shows that since COVID particularly, the way the buying behaviors and the way our clients are searching for and choosing to use our businesses has fundamentally changed. Uh, and it's really important for the franchise owners out there to really understand how this change is happening and, and how ultimately it's going to impact the franchisees. Exactly. And look, in my conversations with Carl, we've we've explored the fact that, yes, this works for any business, of course, and multi-location businesses, whatever they may be, but particularly we're, we're, we're keeping our eye on the franchise side. So what, why do you believe this strategy will work for franchise outlets, Carl? Well, I think that, you know, sometimes people use this phrase of B2B or B2C. And, and I just think that that, 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 um, that name is really outdated. I think that we live in a H2H world today, which is human to human. Every human out there wants to buy from another human that they know, like, and trust. And even if they've gotten, you know, a strong referral or a recommendation from someone to use a business, people are still going online to check out what does the reputation look like? What is what is their clients saying about this business? Uh, 
the the what there have never been more people every single day that are writing reviews than there ever have before so it kind of stands to reason that if there are more people writing reviews than ever before that there are more people out there reading reviews and i've seen it for doctors lawyers accountants you know even some of the unsexy ones secondhand car dealers even a criminal lawyer every business out there could benefit from having a great reputation uh, online. Right. Well, I, I suppose that leads me to the obvious next question. Next question. Uh, why should franchisors care about it then? We're talking about the franchisors here particularly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there are so much choice these days, you know, for, for new franchisees as to where they want to go and invest their, I guess, hard-earned money and, and to find a, a business that they're passionate about. Uh, and so I think there are choices out there these days. And for the the proactive and the driven uh, franchisors that are looking to attract not only uh, more uh, potential candidates, but a better quality candidate, somebody that can really align with the franchisor's culture, beliefs, and, and value system and says, like, that's the kind of business that I want to be a part of. Um, so it is Google reviews can really operate in two spheres. The first one is all around uh, attraction. So it will generate more leads and uh, potential prospects that come into your sales funnel or you, into your world of, of contact. And then the second part is really around conversion. So once, once they become attracted or you're on their radar, the next thing is how do we make them choose us? How do we become the franchisor of choice for the prospective client that we would want to have joining our team? Makes a lot of sense, and of course, you know, it, it, like most things in franchising, particularly the marketing side, this is this is double edged because it's appealing to your ultimate client, your customer, your franchisee's customer, and to recruiting franchisees. So you're getting double dipping from from that point of view. So from the point of view of franchisees, I mean, these are the people that generate the income for a franchise business. Um, how, how do you see it benefiting them, particularly? Well, you know, the whole thing around your online reputation and Google reviews, it's it's really kind of almost this thing of, you know, think globally, act locally. So what we know is that that the local SEO function search in Google is massive and Google is giving more and more traction to it every single year. So when you search online, so let's say you're searching for whatever kind of business it might be, it might be a food place uh, or whatever it is, at the very top, what you see is the Google ads. Then below that, you see the local SEO search, which is all of the businesses in the location of where you are. And then below that is all of the organic listings. So the organic listings are those businesses that benefit from like backend SEO, you know, backlinks, citations, and all of that sort of thing. The front end SEO, which is your local SEO, benefits from things like having your Google business profile optimized, and to also make sure that you're getting those Google reviews on a regular and consistent basis. And when you do those two things really well, Google wants to send more traffic to the individual franchisee locations uh, ahead of maybe some of their competitors. So you might have a client that let's say is in the middle of two franchise locations and he's deciding, do I go you know, 10 minutes this way or 10 minutes that way? Uh, the one that has the better Google reviews and the better reputation is the one that's more likely to get the client. So I would say to the franchisees is, you know, even if you're under the umbrella of the franchisor, taking responsibility and accountability for your personal store's reputation 
uh, will definitely drive more potential traffic in terms of leads and inquiries uh, into your business. Which leads me to something else which I'll make a note of and defer towards the end of our conversation. So the, the next one I do have to keep my sequence uh, correct here, why is reputation marketing a must-have marketing strategy in particularly, you know, 2022, 2023, post-COVID? Well, Brian, like I remember back in the old days, and I can't even remember the time, but I remember having to see the Yellow Pages rep every single year. And every single year, it was like they, they put the price up $1,000. And, you know, if you're familiar with the old Yellow Pages, you know, the, the not happy Jan uh, ad as the lady was running down the street. And, and you know, there was all this pressure. It's like, if you don't uh, advertise in the Yellow Pages, uh, we're going to put the price up <clears throat> and you're going to lose your spot, which means your competitor gets your number one spot. Uh, and it was very hard to track how our clients were finding us. Uh, and it required a lot of effort. You know, you had to put the artwork together, you know, to look at this and get all of these images and the proofs. Uh, so that was the what we kind of referred to as almost the print age. From there, we kind of transitioned into the digital age, which was really around click-throughs and impressions. And I thought, oh, isn't this great? Now I can start to finally track and measure where our, uh, our business is coming from. The downside of that is that marketers really got into this space and really abused the system. Uh, the data today shows that 83% of consumers don't trust conventional advertising because it's seen as very self-promoting. And I don't know about you, but you know I've been victim many times to clicking on an ad that I thought was for something, only to find out when that I got there didn't really help me solve my problem. So, so consumers have become very cynical and restrictive of ads. I mean, even for me, I, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking on a Google search, I completely ignore all the paid ads because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you're obviously just paying for the real estate agent and you there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to help me solve my problem and give me the best outcome and the best result. Uh, and so now we've moved into this space of really the reputation marketing age where, you know, people want to go online. Everybody's so time poor today. You know, I don't have time to spend 10 minutes navigating through your website to find uh, the answer to my problem. I don't have time to, to go out and talk to three different businesses within the same sector. I just want to go onto Google. I want to find out who is the best business you know, by reviews, by their their prominence in the local search that's the closest to me, which makes my life easier. And I want to go there. And provided that they do a good job of it, I'm very unlikely to go somewhere else. And I found this time and time again, because I ask every single client when they come to me, that's in the diamond shop, you know, why did you choose me? And the thing that I kept hearing over and over again was, you know, we just went online and I found that you guys had the most amount of reviews more than anybody and this was the only place we were coming. You know, the experience talked about how amazing it was. And, you know, we have a whiskey and champagne bar in, in our showroom for those of you who love whiskey like I do. But it's all about the experience. And that's what clients really resonate with. Um, another, another stat is that 31% of clients are willing to spend more with a business with excellent reviews. So this reputation marketing is really filtering through so many different aspects of, the, of our business and the way we're, we're purchasing and choosing the vendors or who we want to spend money with. 
um, has changed. And, and principally, the catalyst for that was really COVID. You know, people couldn't go out and, and see all these things. So everyone just started researching online and finding out, well, you know, what do the reviews say? Um, you know, 79% of people trust an online review as much as a personal recommendation or from a family or friend, which is which is crazy. They don't even know these people. And that we, we just trust it because of, you know, the reputation of Google and the impartiality of it. Well, wow, that's stunning, isn't it? I, I have to put my hand up here. I met Carl about six or seven years ago, I suppose, at one of his one of his whiskey evenings. So <laughs> I was there as a as a benefactor, if you like, from B one G one, buy one give one, and he was uh, he was um, basically hosting an evening, which was delightful, I must say. And then subsequently, I learned, you know, only, only more recently, of Carl's move into reputation marketing and. Uh, I certainly endorse the success he's had with his particular business. So how does reputation marketing help with finding staff from, from your experience, Carl? So, you know, I often hear sometimes from business owners that, oh, there's just no good people out there, you know? Uh, I mean, you know, and and I'm not saying that it's easy. You know, the unemployment is at record lows, uh, you know, whatever it is, 3.8%. Uh, so, yes, it is hard for uh, businesses out there to find not only any staff, but the right staff, a higher caliber of a candidate. Um, but is it the case that there's no good people out there? Absolutely not. There are plenty of good people out there. The bad thing is, is they're just not applying at your business. Okay. To use a, a terrible reference of Tinder, you know, they're swiping left on your business. You know, they're, they're looking at the job ad on Seek. They're going and checking out your uh, your business, your profile, and then they're making an informed decision as to whether they want to even apply at your business. And in a Harvard business study found that, you know, with companies that have either a poor or no reputation, uh, they had to spend uh, 10% more. They had to offer 10% more in the salary to attract a candidate when you had a poor to average uh, reputation. But the interesting thing is that even when they did that, only about 27% of people actually took them up on the offer. So having a great online reputation makes you the employer of choice. And you think about it, like who wouldn't want to go and work for a great company, a company where the, the clients are raving about the product quality, about the experience and about the, you know, how the team was so helpful and, and great. And if you contrast that to a, uh, you know, a potential business where you go, well, you know, what's the business going to be like? Like, you know, is the quality of the product great? Am I going to get lots of customer complaints? You know, what a drag that is. Um, do I really want to go and work for a, a company out there like that? That's very much an unknown. Or do I want to go with somewhere where they obviously care about their clients? And if they care about their clients that much, how must they care about their team? So uh, one of my clients recently, uh, Sarah from Ripley Vets out you know, west towards um, Ipswich, uh, you know, implementing the five-star framework into her business. What she found was over the, the first 12 months is that she had a 42% increase in top-line revenue, a 30% increase in profit, and she actually had to increase her team by 30% to keep up with the higher demand. And what she said to me was that having those Google reviews there, she's now got about 460, but having those reviews there just made... Uh, finding team members that much more easier. And not only was there more uh, applicants, but there was a better quality of people that really aligned with the experience and everything that they were reading in the reviews. 
It's extraordinary. Isn't it? The whole the whole scenario has changed. You take what you're talking about there, really compliments, but also a way of promoting your your commitment to things like community, things like the environment, which for for prospective employees today and prospective customers is becoming a higher and higher, more prioritized matter. So mm. you're, you're beginning to fill the jigsaw, if you like. Um, it's it's very interesting. There's a lot of new science coming out on this, which I find quite absorbing. So um, from, from that point of view, um, is Google the best site to have the reviews on? I mean, there are a number of different ones out there and the people promoting to us all the time, come and use our platform, you know. Look, there there are there are other ones. You know, like if you're in the the the, the medical space, there's rate my MD. If you're in the real estate, there's you know rate my agent. The thing is that um, if you understand that nine out of ten people use Google as their primary search uh, platform, it makes sense that Google will prioritize reviews that happen on its own platform. So when you write a review. Uh, Google uses all of the words and everything that someone writes in the review, which is another reason why I love Google reviews. You know, that it's it's user generated content. Hmm. I'm not writing the content. The client is writing the content, talking about the experience, using my keywords, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so the benefit when a client does it on Google is that all of the words that a client uses uh, creates an SEO boost to your Google business profile. When you do it on another platform like Trustpilot, like uh, Rate My Agent, all of those ones, it benefits their website and their platform because that's where the reviews are leading. Now, there are, there's always going to be a place for that. It's not a case of an either or. Uh, I'm saying it should be definitely both, but I would prioritize doing it on Google first until you reach a critical mass of 100 reviews or you can consistently generate you know, one to three reviews every single week, then kind of siphon off a couple to some of these other industries type platforms, um, understanding that you won't get the SEO benefit from it, but there is an authority element that you may still get from it, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, ultimately, if you're doing all of the right things from a customer experience point of view and you're building your reputation, you want to make sure that you're doing it in multiple touch points on, on the internet. Like I said, I just I just love Google because of its prominence in terms of the search engine. Uh, and when clients are in the buying mindset, as opposed to being on Facebook um, or Instagram, when, when the clients are in a buying mind frame, uh, in your local SEO, the Google reviews show up really prominently early on and can distinguish you from any of your competitors. And that's what we want, isn't it? So um, in this day of, you know, massive scammers and lots of spammers who pester us all the time, um, yeah. what do we worry about and how do we handle bad reviews on Google? Because they happen, unfortunately. They do. Um, look, it's the, 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 sort of the idea that uh, uh, a competitor or a scammer will leave a bad one-star review is really... Um, I guess, a, a very rare occurrence. And a lot of times people think about things happening, but they never really do. I, I can't remember who who is it that said it, but he said, that, you know, there have been thousands of terrible things that have happened in my life, most of which have never actually happened. <laughs> and, and and sometimes we we let the fear of, of doing something take us out uh, from actually doing it. I remember when, when I was designing the showroom, uh, back in the early days uh, and putting a whiskey bar in there. I had loads of people tell me, oh, you can't put a whiskey bar inside a diamond shop. You know, people will get drunk and then you'll be liable. And 
and, and all of this sort of story. And I just did not pay attention to to, the, to that kind of fear to stop me doing what it is that we were doing. And, and ultimately, it's been hugely successful for the, for the business. But having said that, um, there are generally three groups of people when they come to me. The first group say, look, I want you to help me fix my Google reputation. I've either got no reputation or, um, or you know, I just can't generate the reviews. The second group say to me, look, can you help protect me? Uh, can I can I build in a buffer of, of, of enough five-star reviews so that if a competitor or someone comes online and, and does something, I'm at least protected in that way. And then the third group are the ones who really want to dominate the market. They want to be seen as the number one in their industry to having the most trusted and reputable brand. Um, so building up your profile, uh, if you do it, like even now at the moment, I know you said at the, at the beginning, it was like 902. We've, as of today, we've got 951 five-star Google reviews. Um, if someone goes on today and leaves me a one-star review, yes, it will absolutely sting. I hate getting that, you know, not, no business owner ever loves to hear that they got a, a one-star review. Um, but the reality is it wouldn't make any difference to my online reputation because I built such a strong reputation that it wouldn't make a dent in it. So with Google today, uh, once your reputation is there, um, it will be there forever. When someone leaves you a one-star review, it's there forever. So you have to take control of your reputation. And if you don't take control of your reputation, essentially what you're doing is you're putting your reputation in the hands of the scammers, of your competitors that could potentially damage your brand reputation. So uh, clients and competitors know how to use Google reviews. Yes, they can use it as a weapon, uh, but that's going to happen whether you like it or not. So the question is, do you want to get on the front foot build out your reputation, strengthen it so that if if that does happen, your business is okay and it's not affected. So for me, I always try to have at least a hundred review gap on any of my competitors. Um, and it's that that great saying that Anthony Robbins once said, you know, he says, are you worried about the competition? He says, no. He says, by the time they get to where I am, I won't be where they are. Mm-hmm. So building out that reputation and growing it over time is critically important. To, to maintaining your success, you know, not focusing on your reputation uh, won't make you recession-proof, which is, I think, very topical at the moment. It, it won't make you pandemic-proof. It won't make you whatever crisis-proof. You know, the, the one thing, the invisible aesthetic that sticks with us is our reputation. And I just can't, um, you know, state it strongly enough that that is the big thing that will bring future clients to us and will keep us through uh, whatever days are to come. No, I, I agree entirely, irrespective of the ups and downs with recessions and everything else that happened. Yeah, if you've got that reputation to carry you through and, and you're better equipped to handle the circumstances as well. So, yeah, so uh, we were talking earlier about the relevance, you know, for your customers and for your fran- for, for attracting franchisees, I suppose, from that point of view, what do you see as being the ideal way for um, who's going to be responsible for creating the group Google business profiles from the point of view of the franchise system? Yeah. So that's a really interesting question um, because, you know, potentially it'll depend on who I'm speaking to. You know, if I'm speaking to a franchisor, it's one way. If you're speaking to a franchisee, it's another way. 
Uh, and I guess ultimately this is a decision for the franchisor to make. The best scenario for a franchisor is to make sure that they control as the primary owner, the Google business profiles of all of the franchisees. Mm. Um, that way they can, number one, be across all of the stats and the um, the analytics that come through the back end. Um, but they're also controlling the narrative and making sure that there is a uh, consistency between all of the multi-site locations, okay? Um, they should definitely be supporting the franchisees in the way that they can help them gain the Google reviews because all of those things from an SEO point of view feed up to the main website domain of the franchisor. So again, it's critically vital for the franchisors to take the control uh, of their brand and their, their franchise so that they can make sure that um, that you don't really have, it's, it's hard to say this without sounding mean, but don't have any rogue elements in a franchisee that decides to go off the rails. And then there becomes an issue of trying to wrestle back control of the Google business profile from the franchisee. Okay, so that would be my ultimate advice to the franchisor is to make sure that you're controlling, that you're investing in building up the reputation. Because at the end of the day, look, a happy franchisee is a loyal franchisee, is a one that is a profitable franchisee. And the more that you can do that, the more that you will get other franchisees that want to have the same impact. So I, I really think that sometimes I, I do talk with some franchisors that really try to push the responsibility down to the franchisees. But for me, as uh, if I was thinking, if I was wearing the franchisor hat, I would say I'd want to control it uh, for all of them and then make sure that I'm helping them individually grow them so that they become profitable. But uh, they can be owners. They just shouldn't be the primary owner. The primary owner should be the franchisor owner. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. After the experiences that everybody had with social media over the last decade, you know, you just can't afford to leave it running running loose, uh, and particularly making sure you give due attention to poor reviews as quickly as you possibly can if they need a rebuttal or attention or whatever. No, I agree entirely. So I see it as being just part of the, the role of the social media officer, expert, manager, consultant, yep. it might be. Yeah, okay, fine. So if someone would like to know more about uh, re reputation marketing and your solutions that you've been describing mm -hmm. So rather mouth-watering, I have to say, Carl. So uh, where where can they go from here to learn a bit more? Uh, they can either reach out to me directly. Uh, my email is Carl. That's Carl with a K, the German way, uh, at uh, my, M-Y, the number five, uh, starreviews.com.au. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or go to my website, just the same, which is my myfivestarreviews.com.au. Um, and uh, look, I'm very passionate about helping small business uh, in this country. You know, as, as you said, been in business now for 46 years. Um, my parents started it 46 years ago. I've been doing it 26 years. Um, I've been through the trenches. Um, I know exactly what it's like uh, in the day-to-day -day operations. And there's, there's everything that I, I want to do to help them uh, not struggle. Uh, I, I know that in the early days, you know, when I was, uh, you know, growing up in the business, my, my wife and I, we've actually got four kids and uh, triplet 16-year-olds and an 18-year-old. So at one point we had four kids under two and I I was probably doing 70 to 80 hour weeks. Mm. And, you know, like I probably missed out on a lot of time and a lot of things that I would love to go back and do. And if I can help another business out there 
set their business up, you know, and and do what they love just with more clients so that they maybe don't have to struggle that much. That's that's ultimately what I'm driven to do is to help those business owners that that want and love what they do. They just want to do it for more clients. Um, and I think I can see a tremendous opportunity at the moment. Uh, the bar is really low, which is exciting. The bar is really low for franchisors out there to actually be a standout in their industry, to actually set themselves up as being the number one uh, choice, be it on Google, be it for employees. Uh, and I'm just really passionate about helping people deliver that result. I know for me in my business, uh, our Google review portfolio brings in three sales every single week, uh, which which equates to more than a million dollars in top line revenue, independent of anything that I do as the business owner or any marketing. So I don't spend a single dollar uh, on ads to generate to, to generate that return. So you know, from an ROI point of view, for every dollar I spend on our reputation, it brings back three hundred and twenty six dollars back. And I don't I don't know of any other form of marketing. Uh, that can equate to that kind of ROI. That's an enviable figure. It really is, Carl. Congratulations on that. I know you put a lot of work into it and it's something you're pretty dedicated to. And I know that your attention to detail, obviously, is something that is is is, is a historic sort of element with you. So I think also there's a number of other things. I think it, the, the key is, you know, we're all time poor, everybody. When you talk to anybody, time poor, time poor, time poor. And everyone, every business is crying out for leadership. So this is a key area, again, where you can re relieve yourself of a certain amount of pressure and tension you get and of your management team by getting your, your marketing, your promotion um, out there uh, more solidly, um, more economically to free you up to focus on the things you should be doing. So I think there's a multiple number of reasons Worth. I mean, that, that's a great point, Brian. I, I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I deal a lot with business owners, but what I think the key distinction of what I do is I train their team. So, you know, you as the business owner or franchise owner uh, are the visionary. You, you have the, the, the big idea and the strategic direction. Uh, what I do is I help your team so that, you know, I think it's important that the, the, the business owners understand it but they shouldn't be involved in the execution of it. That's what I do is I train the team to make sure that I'm giving them all of the scripts, the systems and the tools that they can plug into their business and start to get the result for the business owner or the franchise owner. Yeah, look, you and I are going to be talking because I've had enough of finding all these fantastic, wonderful opportunities and saying, right, Brian, this is how you do it. Get on with it. I'm sorry, but I just don't get there. So that's fantastic, Carl. Look, um, I'm sure there'll be people contacting you. And if anyone wants to contact me, by all means, please do. You know where to find me at the website or whatever. So, uh, so Carl, thank you very much indeed. Been delightful talking to you. Um, it's lovely to hear your energy and enthusiasm for something which is really an exciting area. And the fact the bar is so low at the moment for most people, uh, makes it really, really attractive to better make an impact quickly. So it's worth jumping in there. So anything else you wanted to add that I've overlooked in our little conversation? No, I, I think I've really enjoyed today. Um, I'll leave you with one final uh, point. You know, sometimes people say to me, you know, what business are you in? And my first thought is, well, I'm in the jewellery business. Uh, but if you dig a little bit deeper, I'm really in the romance business because I'm making couples happy. But if you dig a little bit deeper, I'm really in the experience business. And so the point 
that I want to leave your listeners with is, you know, what business are you really in? And if you really think about it, I think you'll come to the same conclusion is that we are all in the experience business. And I, I would just love for all of you to keep going and making magic with your clients. I love that. You've you've described that so so appropriately and it is so true because experience is what we're hearing now. This is the decade. We're in the decade of experience. So uh, yeah, perfect. Well, thank you very much indeed, Carl. Really loved your time. I'll leave you get back to polishing your diamonds. <laughs> look forward to chatting to you again. And uh, everybody, look forward to hearing from you again. Any, any comments you got and interested to... Uh, be out there with our next radio show as well and it rolls along. So thanks very much indeed and goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Brian.